Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. AuPairinAmerica.com. And from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking. Member FDIC. A young dentist in the 1840s is believed to be the first doctor to use nitrous oxide, or laughing gas, to dull pain. But the father of anesthesia met a tragic end. His story begins in Hartford, Connecticut, and ends in New York City. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I follow the most fascinating stories and histories on the road from New York to Boston. Bill McDonnell is a dentist and an anesthesiologist in Hartford. His hero was a man named Horace Wells. Wells was a dentist who cared a lot about his patient's comfort. These were the days when any operation, no matter how minor, usually meant pain. Before that, there was no general anesthesia. There was no local anesthesia. You had to, you know, white-knuckle it and and be held down. They would have you bite a bullet. Oftentimes, patients, because of the extreme pain, would actually uh, pass out and go unconscious. One night in 1844, Wells went to see a performance by a traveling showman, a guy named Gardner Colton. He was somebody who would go around the country and, and put shows on, and they had ether frolics, and they had people getting high on nitrous oxide. Ether frolics. Ether frolics, yes. Colton pumped people, usually college kids, full of drugs and turned them loose on a stage so the audience could laugh at their goofy antics. That was the only use anyone saw for these gases. Except Horace Wells. And he noticed a fellow by the name of Sam Cooley cut his leg on a bench after getting high with nitrous oxide. Wells made the connection that nitrous oxide might be used as an anesthetic agent. Wells asked Colton if he could help him test nitrous oxide in an experiment on himself. Colton administered the gas. Wells inhaled as one of his assistants removed his wisdom tooth. And he had his tooth extracted and had no recollection of it. Bill McDonald leads me to the site in downtown Hartford where the operation took place. Of course, it's now a Burger King building. Back then, it was Wells' dental practice. There's a plaque just outside the door. To the memory of Horace Wells, who upon this spot, December 11th, 1844, submitted to surgical procedure and discovered anesthesia. Wells conducted a number of trials on his patients, all presumably successful. And then he went to Boston to hold a demonstration for the medical community. What happened there changed the course of his life. He picked a a medical student out of the crowd who had a toothache, gave him nitrous oxide. The student cried out in pain. They laughed at Wells. People in the crowd yelled out, swindler and humbug. The student said afterwards he felt no pain and had no memory of the procedure. But the damage was done. Wells returned the next day to Hartford, dejected. He gave up his practice, and he tried to get recognition for his pioneer work with anesthesia. A few years later, he moved to New York City to look for a new line of work. That's where he got addicted to his own anesthetics. He began to self-administer chloroform and ether. Bill McDonald says that was common among doctors in the 19th century. 
they had no idea about addiction. They had no idea about the side effects of different agents. Most of those people were self-administering, whether it was nitrous oxide or ether or chloroform, opioids. It was commonplace to do that, and then they had no idea that they were getting into that addiction process. In 1848, on the night of his 33rd birthday, he does the unimaginable. He's in a chloroform-induced haze and runs into the streets of New York City. He tosses sulfuric acid at two women. They survive, but Wells is arrested and sent to a notorious New York jail called the Tombs. The effects of the chloroform wear off, and Wells realizes with horror what he's done. He writes this beautiful letter to his wife and young son saying how he's disgraced them, and it's really very sad. He self-administers chloroform and actually cuts his femoral artery and bleeds to death in the tombs. The recognition Wells sought for his work came about two weeks before he died, but the news didn't reach him. The Parisian Medical Society voted to acknowledge Wells as the first person to perform painless surgery. Almost 20 years later, the American Dental Association named Wells the discoverer of modern anesthetics. The American Medical Association followed some years later. There's a life-size statue of Horace Wells in Hartford's Bushnell Park. Dentist Bill McDonnell has been here many times to reflect on his hero. He even took his wife here on their first anniversary. I was very romantic, and my wife reminds me of that quite often. But the most impressive testament to Horace Wells is his beautiful marble tombstone in Hartford's Cedar Hill Cemetery. That's where his son, Charles, finally laid him to rest. I stand there with Bill McDonnell. The front piece of the monument has the angel of mercy bringing the vapors to eliminate pain and fear. Vapors would be nitrous oxide, could be ether, could be chloroform. You notice down here it said, uh, there shall be no pain. And at the bottom it has Horace Wells. Wells experienced the good side and the bad side of anesthesia. He battled addiction, just like millions of people do today with painkillers, especially opioids. But he was a man ahead of his time. He advocated to prevent pain with regular dental checkups, and he practiced pediatric dentistry. He even proposed it would be a good idea to regularly brush your teeth. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. I search out the lesser known stories and histories from New York to Boston.